What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Random Number 70, Rubies and Movies, where we sit and talk about all the things we've watched over the past week, including shows and current movies in the theaters, as well as streaming services. This week, we watched the first half of Season 1 of Hannibal, uh, Episode 1 through 6, Malevolent, on Netflix, uh, I believe you saw Hellfest, right? Yeah, I saw Hellfest. And then uh, theatrically as well, A Star is Born and Venom. Uh, so you got all that watched? No, but we're good. Ruh-roh. What did you not watch? I'm oh, I just, I didn't want... Yeah, yeah, and I've seen it multiple times, so... Right on, right I'll get caught up on that. This is more about me listening to you enjoy this experience. It's fair. It's fair and accurate. Um, did you have any glaring problems with this week? Oh, no. Did you? Well, I thought you said uh, Hellfest wasn't worth the even trauma of putting me through. Oh, I... <laughs> yeah, no, Hellfest is trash. I thought you meant, like, <laughs> something didn't work. No, yeah, I definitely I definitely got out of seeing it, and I was like, have you seen it yet? Because you should probably save your time. It's worth more than going to go drive see that. It's fair. It's fair, and I appreciate it. Um, was there any news stories that happened in the past week that you want to talk on? I don't think nah, nah. No, it was. It was mostly what New York Comic Con. So mostly yeah. it was comic stuff. I didn't see much movie stuff, but. Uh, so yeah, let's dive right in it, and uh, let's start with Hannibal and how fucking awesome it is. <laughs> uh well i know it must be awesome because this is i think the only time you've ever messaged me being like can i watch more <laughs> okay so to set the scene a little bit more for you i was going to tell you this last time but i decided to wait um so i started watching it sunday night and like just went straight through those four episodes like normally i hate binging things but this has such a good flow to it and um, five seconds into the show, um, the little thing popped up in the credits that said it was based on Red Dragon, characters from Red Dragon, which I had read back in high school, and it was one of my favorite books back then. And this is only reigniting that fire. I was like, God damn it. <laughs> I'm upset wow. because I love this show so goddamn much. Yeah, it's great. And can I give you a possible spoiler alert? What's that? They do Red Dragon in season three. I'm so fucking excited right now. Do they do the Tooth Fairy as well? Yeah, I mean it's Dollar Hide. It's the it's the Red oh, Dragon God Fairy. Damn. God damn, I'm so excited. Like I literally <laughs> have goosebumps right now just thinking about it. Oh it's so good. It's so goddamn good. Um, See, that, I wish I would have stopped at four, though. Like, so those first four episodes, like, set you up for this world, and it's like, okay, I really like the storytelling, and like, this seems pretty reasonable for cable TV because this was on NBC, wasn't it? This was on NBC, yeah. <laughs> as soon as you get into the fifth episode, it just fucking gore and shit everywhere. It's like, oh, fuck. What is that the Angels episode? Uh, yeah, five is Angels, and then six, 
was equally as gory. I'm trying to think what six was now. Was it the totem pole? Uh, no, no, it wasn't totem pole. Um, I think no, because the guy, the guy was episode four. I'm pretty sure, wasn't it? The the sister's brother that was Gord. Oh yeah, yeah. And then angels. Dang it! What was six? Oh, six was kind of um, the missing agent. From, oh uh, yeah, uh, Eddie Izzard. Yeah, Chesapeake River. Um, it's really fascinating how they're doing like mini arcs in the the overall season. Um, so like episode six was just the worst place to stop because like <laughs> it sets up so many things and it's like I really want to keep going, but I really need to take a breath from this show. Uh, I'm probably going to binge the other six episodes tonight, probably, um, because I'm fascinated. I'm fascinated because it doesn't, it it gives you things in plain view, yet it doesn't necessarily tell you, like, a lot of things are untrustworthy in this show, so it's... Well, especially when you realize, like... Lecter is manipulating everybody and then Graham yeah. can't be trusted, you know, with what's going on in his brain. So yeah, it is kind of you really can't trust a lot that you're seeing in the show. It's it's fucking fascinating. Like I am I'm excited and also very scared to see every time Lecter comes on screen, I'm like, oh shit. Shit's really like he is such a brilliant manipulator. Like, I love seeing his little things he has in play. But I also, like, realize that's going to resort in people dying. So I'm just astonished by how fantastic this show about serial killing was put together. I'm surprised. And what's crazy is, like, I remember when it when it first came out... Um, I was living with some buddies at the time and, uh, you know, it was like, oh, a new Hannibal show. And everyone's like, what? Well, who fucking cares? Like <laughs> that franchise has been run into the ground. Nobody cares. But I was semi-interested because of Brian Fuller's name on it. So we we DVR'd like the first two episodes and we sat down and we watched it. And like at the end of the first episode, we walked outside to smoke and we kind of looked at each other and we're like, that was fucking awesome, right? Yeah, let's go watch the second episode right now. <laughs> you know, like something we had no faith in. It's just it, right off the bat, it has its own, it has its own tone, and it's it's interesting. And nothing's, you know, for as much as I like like Silence of the Lambs and stuff. A lot of the later stories dealing with Hannibal, everything was just so straightforward and boring. But they're doing this in such an interesting way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it's great because this was where uh, season one of Westworld was, where it's it's fantastic characters and really intriguing story. And it's mind-blowing how episodic it is, and then those little episodes tie into a smaller arc that tie into a bigger arc. And it's... And that's... Good. That's kind of like the first season. In season twos and threes, they kind of get rid of the episodic thing for a lot of it. And they do more serialized storytelling, but 
man, like I said, like the shit they get away with on NBC was amazing. And it's just going to get weirder as you go. So just giving you a heads up. I can totally believe it. But like, it's so fascinating. Like it, it, every time they show Lecter and like he's cooking or something, it's like, that's fucking people. I'm pretty sure that's fucking people. And like, people are just, I, I'm looking for the, the shoe to drop and like he lets people in on that secret or they show him actually doing a killing, but like, I guess they showed him taking the lungs, but like, oh yeah, at this point they haven't really shown him do anything besides like cooking stuff, right? Like, yeah, so it seems like it's just like a cutscene, like to get you from one part of the story to the other, and it's like, wait, did that actually happen? And it's like, fuck, I don't know. Because I, I mean, what's like, going on? Because if nothing else, we know that in the first episode he killed the girl and mounted her in the woods or in the field or whatever. You know, that wasn't the Shrike. That was Lecter who did that one Mm. to bring them there. So, like, they've shown... They just haven't, I think, explicitly shown... It's it's an interesting way to play on conventions that you know these characters enough that you know something semi-insidious is going on. It's it's, it's just truly fascinating. The whole dynamic they're playing Lecter is, like... He's basically following along on these um, whole cases. And then, like, he tipped the guy off and said, hey, they're coming for you. And it's like a professional courtesy, whatever he said. And it's like, fuck, this guy's so good. And, like, um, when Will's talking to him about the, the person he gored, and like there's little ticks in his his face but Will isn't concerned with him because he has no inkling that uh Lecter could even be that. Um I don't know, do they set it up that Lecter is a serial killer working for the FBI or he's just a uh psychologist right now? He's he's just a psychologist. They basically he's on and a consulting Okay. Capacity, but mainly Jack has him there to watch Will because he's afraid of what's going to happen to Will through it all. So he's there just to make sure Will's okay and follow his psyche. But in the long run, you know, Lecter's just fucking with everybody just because he's interested in what happens. You know, he has no. I don't think this show would be as interesting if you didn't have at least that much background. Like, Knowing what Lecter does and how things play out, like, it's just fucking awesome. Yeah, Um, and and Mads is so good in that role. Yeah, yeah. I I kept seeing, when he was announced for Doctor Strange and, like, people were like, really, they're going to have him play it? And, like, but you saw the Hannibal community were like, fuck yeah, he is. And I was like, I was mildly interested back then to go check out Hannibal. But like, it was, I think it was in its third season and was not getting picked up. So I was just like, ah, maybe some point. So, um, yeah, this yeah, is I'm, one of those shows that like every season you were kind of threw your hands up in the air. You're like, you're bringing it back or not, NBC? And they always waited. <laughs> you know? But it's so fucking good. Like, uh, then the, the little lines of manipulation Lecter is doing, like, it's incredible. It's 
just fascinating because we've seen so many, well, so many. We've had a handful of serial killer shows like Dexter and whatnot, and Hannibal is not your typical serial killer. He's such, he's so methodical, and he's he's always he's ten steps ahead of everybody else. Um, yeah, I'm fascinated to see what happened to the assistant. I'm sure I because. Obviously, Hannibal had something to do with that, and it, it's it'll be interesting. Well, I mean, he's the Chesapeake, Chesapeake Ripper. They showed him with the uh, plans for uh, stabbing someone when the assistant found them. Yeah. So, yeah, so like, was he just a, a bunch of different serial killers that just changed his MO? multiple times like i'm just so excited to get more into the show <laughs> it's fucking yeah. crazy it's great <laughs> yeah. yeah so if you haven't checked out hannibal fucking watch through the first season and check in with us next week because it's a fucking wild trip i'm so excited you have uh, so you've obviously you've read red dragon you said i'm assuming you've seen the movies and stuff too um, I vaguely remember Red Dragon, but I mean, like, Silence of the Lambs I've seen. Yeah. So, at this point, do you have any guess on where the story's going to go before the end of the season, I guess? Um, I have a feeling they're going to play with the assistant a little bit more. I think they're going to... Hmm. I don't think Izzard's going to get out... But I think Hannibal is going to find a way to get to him on the inside. Um, I think Hank, uh, Abigail is all wrapped up, isn't she? For the most part. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I do okay. know. but Okay. Um, I, I can see that coming into play. Let's see, we have six episodes left. Does it stay this strong throughout? Yes. <laughs> so I would assume there's still two more mini arcs. Um, I'm guessing uh, Izzard wraps up the next episode. Or does he come back at all? I'm not going to say that. Okay. God damn it. Um, I'm asking the questions I don't want answers to. So I'm just like <laughs> thinking out loud in my brain. But uh, I guess we're going to probably come back to Abigail. Um, I think Hannibal will probably pin something on her and have a reason to it, it seems like he wants a protege but I don't think anybody's on a mental level as him that can actually handle it um, I think he was looking for that with Will but obviously Will's losing his shit right now um, I could see See, I think we'll have to have two more, like, real serial killers arcs. So, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what those are. Um, probably dealing with uh, the chief's wife's cancer. Um, that's also, too, tr like, extremely fascinating, too, is, like, how these two have kind of pushed each other away uh, due to this can't like besides the serial killer side of the story, like there's some really great storytelling that's just normal day-to-day -day life. 
And like, I think when he know when he figured it out in his head that his wife has cancer and she just didn't want to tell him at this point, like him getting back to her was so fascinating. So I think we're probably going to get like that kind of reveal with Will once he like starts to piece things together in his mind and put himself back together for the most part. Um, I think, I don't know. Get three, four more dogs by the end of the season, but he's going to, he needs all those dogs. (laughs) But yeah, I'm, I'm super intrigued by all of it. So I think we'll get a couple more serial killers. I think um, we'll get a conclude, a, absolute conclusion to his assistant from the 90s. Um, not his assistant, but the chief's like that trainee. Um, yeah, Will the, Will the kind of uh, the uh, the Clarice-esque character. You know, the young trainee yeah. brought in by Jack Crawford. Yeah. Um, cool. Uh, if you're binging it tonight, I'm assuming I'm going to get some text messages. That's all I'll say. More than likely. More than likely. Uh, immediately, he gave me the go-ahead to go ahead with 5 and 6 and, like, the gore from 5 and 6. I was like, oh, my God, why did I stop? Why did I keep going? But, uh, yeah, the show's fucking awesome. Yes, it's great. That said, I think it's 13 episodes in the first season. I, I think it's 12. I'm pretty sure it's Is 12. it 12? I can't remember. So, yeah. either way, we're finishing it up for next time, so. Yeah, it's fucking dope so um from there uh you want to talk about hellfest and how disappointing that was <laughs> uh it's bad that's that's all you need to know like how bad like if it's it's got to be pretty trash for you to say not even worth my time well because like was most it, of the was time... it action park level of horror that is just like a, just a boring shit a shit story do you know what is absolutely not scary at all? What's that, that is watching people walk through fake uh, spooky houses. Like it's, <laughs> There is large chunks of the movie where it's the cast walking through haunted houses in the park and actors, you know, like in that scene, like I'm playing the zombie clown, jump out and go boo and then go back in their corner. Like it's, it's there's a lot of that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's uh, marketed incredibly well. I've got to say, it, it's literally it's it's the one killer following them around, and like it's just them going through this haunted park. Uh, and by <laughs> when I say haunted park, I mean like amusement park. Like it is like where you go to during Halloween season right now. You would go to a haunted house, or you know, <laughs> and like that's mostly what the movie is. And uh, one, it's really dumb. <laughs> the the killer's like he's walking in the park and this girl's just like uh you know one of the actors jumps out at her and she's like dude you're not scary leave us alone i'm not scared of you and the killer's like what'd you say you're not scared so then he hunts her down and kills her that's how he picks people he goes to his <laughs> houses and kills people who aren't afraid um nice. but like it's one killer and he is like magic like he is in these haunted houses and they're they're mazes and it's super intricate 
and he knows exactly where everyone is. Like he'll follow one off and kill them and <laughs> immediately realize, oh, the main girl's now in the bathroom outside. I need to go to the bathroom and attack her. Like it's so ridiculous. And <laughs> uh, and in the end, it's just like, it's really dumb and bad. And I didn't want you to wait. I was like, he has to drive to see this. If it was in town, I would have made you go. But yeah, since yeah. you had you would have had to spend time to drive, I was like, don't waste your time. <laughs> I appreciate it. I appreciate it very much. Um, yeah. So going from that to Malevolent, how'd you like that? Also wish I wouldn't have wasted my time. God <laughs> damn that movie. I hate that these goddamn movies get me so well. Oh, did uh, it got you? I was so fucking bored okay. watching this movie. <laughs> I was um, like, no, I hate kids. I hate paranormal kids. Like, that's the worst thing for me. Especially paranormal like, kids with their mouths sewn shut. Yeah, fucking creepy as shit. Uh, it was so stupid. Like, I hate my brain for this movie, uh, but it totally got me. Like, even when they're in that first house staring at the mannequins, I was like, I know one of those are going to lunge. I just don't want to see it. And then it lunged. And I was like, God damn it, stop it. <laughs> but see, you're starting to realize the beats. You're seeing how these movies work. So you know it was coming. Uh, listen, they looked at those mannequins five times. I was like, obviously something's going to happen. Um, I, I moderately like the movie, but only <laughs> just because it scared me. It scared the shit out of me. And then it was like, for the end beat, it's like, oh, well, the kids don't do goddamn thing. They're not, like, they're just pulling people over trap doors basically and like and then they shriek real loud and it's like those aren't the horrible things it's the fucking people that you just didn't trust the first time you saw but there's a part where like listen even if i had busted my ankle and been in a car crash and hit in the head with a shovel I don't think that old lady could have knocked me to the ground and beat me with a fucking meat cleaver or whatever the fuck she was using (laughs) The lady was like 65. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. That fucking movie. I was trying to distract myself online while watching it because I was I was in that far in that movie. I was like, God damn it. The stupid, the stupid scary things. And like it was the whole Winchester thing where it's like stay out of that side because we're working on that side and it's like well which one of you are the bad people and it's <laughs> like where's Herman that you keep talking about this fucking all these people I don't trust any of them it's fucking I liked it um, what was the one vampire movie we saw last year um, uh, with the kid with the black eyes we saw it felt vampire. very much like that one we saw a vampire movie last year? Yeah, we watched it for the show. It was some indie. It was a, a French film, I'm pretty sure. About vampires? Uh, it might not. Yeah, it was a va- vampires. I don't think it was. Like, they got to the end, and like it was the little girl, and she had the black eyes. <laughs> I think you're making shit up. I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm definitely not making shit up. Hang on. Now I've got to look it up. I, black-eyed little girl at the end, foreign vampire film. 
I got nothing, man. <laughs> they go to the school for supplies. Like they're all the neighborhood is like quarantined. That wasn't a movie. Like we are still here. Is that was that it? Yeah, I'm pretty. Yeah, yeah, that was it. That was a vamp. That wasn't a vampire movie. That was like a zombie outbreak movie. Eh, it felt like vampires. Looking yeah, and then back like a year ago. And like then, vampires. and then the the daughter got turned, and like the mom can't kill her yeah. or whatever. And he eats yeah. the. Yeah, no, that was, that was it was zombies. But yeah, okay, got it. Fair. Remember, yeah, I also did. This movie, movie felt like that, and like just a an all right flick, I guess. It felt this. It it felt like a movie Netflix paid twelve dollars for. You know, it's just like oh, this movie got made. You need it distributed. Yeah, cool. yeah. That's fair. Um, yeah. So that's malevolent, I guess. Um, I don't know, like nothing. Movie. Nothing stuck out. It was is terribly predictable. None of the characters were. Like, I didn't enjoy being around any of the characters, but I also got no pleasure out of seeing them die. Therefore. The movie doesn't pull me one way or the other, which I feel you kind of need in a horror film. Hmm. No, you either I, need to, I agree with you, that. You, you know, you either need to root for these characters to live or you want to root for the killer to kill them. Like, that's kind of the two extremes for the horror genre, right? That makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense, and that makes a lot of sense of why I'm all right with it, just because, like, not... Like... The killers didn't def- definitively win, and the bad guys didn't definitively die. So, yeah. But those fucking girls were creepy as shit. So. <laughs> and also, like, what the fuck? Like, why set this movie in the eighties if you want to like do half of it in like found footage with a cameraman? Like, what the fuck? It was really uh, weird choices. Just because they wanted a reason to have a VHS recorder or uh, <laughs> no cell phones. Is all yeah. I can think of. Yeah, it's about all I can think of. But it, you know, it could have been like in Hellfest, where just no one can get reception. <laughs> Listen, crazy dad, I'm no longer alone. <sighs> what a bad way to move it. And um, but yeah, it, it was interesting. I, the movie was based on a book called Hush. Was um, it? Yeah, that's what it said in the credits anyway. So. Shit, you think I paid attention to those credits? I shut up. <laughs> that last line game. It's fair. It's fair. Um, so yeah, that's malevolent. Uh, would you rather talk Venom or uh, Star Wars Born yet first? Let's do Venom. All right. Now, I'm going out on a limb and thinking you really hated Venom. Oh, does that mean you really liked it? I, I'm lukewarm on it. Um, There's parts that I like, but I mean, it, as a movie, it, as a whole, it just doesn't work for real. Okay, I can tell you that it's a really bad movie that doesn't work, <laughs> like you said. But I'm absolutely fascinated by it. Like I don't yes. like, like Tom. <laughs> Like Tom Hardy's so compelling, but I'm like, what are you doing? You're not in a real movie. Like, yes. it's yes. Like if you go in with that expectation, I think this movie works incredibly well. <laughs> Just it feels like Tom Hardy is in this movie that he can't escape, and he just has to finish 
and then he can be done with this movie. But like, it's it's I, it's ridiculous in every sense of the word. Like, I don't even know where to begin. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, to begin, I believe life was supposed to be the precursor to this, wasn't it? And like, they were like, nah, let's shoot that apart. No, those were just those were just rumors. Okay, well, it starts similarly. They come or a the movie starts with a spaceship re-entering into the atmosphere with alien symbiotes. Yeah, because um, evil Elon Musk needed to go to space with one of the most poorly designed spaceships I've ever seen. Just falling apart in the re-entry. Um, it's so messy. Um, so, um, with the other symbiotes, like I know Riot was one. Obviously, Carnage is in the world. Um, and then you have Venom. But did they ever have names for... I think there was a blue one and a yellow one? Oh, oh yeah. There was Toxin... Toxic. I there yes, <laughs> there was the like separation anxiety storyline where they there was a bunch of them and there was the it's really bad but yes they did have names. Okay, okay. Um, so basically, uh, why why the alien symbiotes have English names though? Couldn't tell you. Yeah, I think <laughs> uh, I I'm guessing it had to deal with that they latched onto a human. Form, um, because obviously the other one had connected with a Asian, and they were speaking Asian. So, well, I guess they didn't have a; they still had a English. Yeah, language. but like, ah, but <laughs> riot has very, you know, we all know what a riot is and what it means. But what does riot mean to an alien? Like, is that the closest suffix? in word that matches what its name is or is it really just like oh yeah I like to riot so my name's riot like like I don't get it <laughs> it would have been really great if one of them was called Dale and then Venom was really upset that the, that Dale had died I agree um, so like... Tom Hardy is Eddie Brock news reporter extraordinaire um, again this won't... this horseshit thing that doesn't exist you know this who I wear another jacket right <laughs> He's like he's like a vice reporter that works for CNN. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> That's incredibly accurate. And then he goes to, to interview Elon Musk esque guy, and uh, turns out that guy's a real bad dude, and his pharmaceutical treatments is killing people. And yeah, Tom Hardy's but... going to get to the base at the bottom of it, and then he loses his job and everything around him. Because <laughs> he's a terrible reporter. He just walks in and he's just like, I hear you kill people. And I was like, what? <laughs> no. You can't do that. Uh, just ridiculous on top of ridiculous. Um, shows him as a heart of gold. He wants to do stuff, but he ain't going to fucking stand up to a guy with a gun. <laughs> yeah, and then Venom comes along. Uh, can we talk about how like that design does not work at all if it doesn't have the white spider on the front? 
and back. Oh my like, god. I oh so it got to the riot fight and I was like, why the or why did they ever have the spider on the front? And like, yeah, it just looks awful because you really can't tell the two apart once well yeah, it's just, riot has squintier eyes, but like you really can't tell them apart without that fucking white spider on the front of Venom and it's just such a mash. Of like, bad design, I guess. <laughs> like you're telling me that, like at no point during the movie, like Eddie Brock couldn't have got online to look up like symbiotes or something, but saw footage of Spider-Man, and then Venom was like, "Hey, that looks cool," and made a white spider <laughs> on this front. Like I would have bought that. At least then I could tell the difference between these fucking idiots. Or when they shoot everything in the dark, so it looks like just black blobs and a white eyes is all you can see like when he's fighting all the police and the cnn headquarters or whatever yeah yeah <laughs> just the uh oh that's what the epileptic shop shot uh message was um, oh but you know like I saw it plastered everywhere the day after it released it's like they don't warn you i was like well i mean you're going to a superhero movie most of them have flashing lights for a little bit yeah <laughs> but yeah, so uh, he bonds Eddie and Venom bond, and it suddenly becomes a re- remake of Little Shop of Horrors, which is feed me, see more. You get a lot of that. I'm hungry. And Tom Hardy just eats a bunch of tater tots for some reason. <laughs> if you're hungry for flesh and blood, obviously tater tots is going to satiate that. <laughs> and then, like, then it becomes like a less entertaining upgrade, right? A guy who can't control his body. Yes, but his body yes all that's the exactly. Movies. As soon as it started to talk to him, I was like, I've seen this movie with almost an identical actor. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. When, who... it, when Did... it turned out his wife were, or his significant other worked for the bad guy, I was like, oh, shit, this is Upgrade. I'm so glad Upgrade came out way earlier this year and we already seen this. And didn't, didn't when we saw Upgrade, you thought it was Tom Hardy? <laughs> or you yeah, called him? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So see Upgrade before you see this. But I'm also very fascinated what those 40 minutes they cut out of Tom Hardy's favorite part was. <laughs> I Who hope knows? they release a three-hour cut, and I just want to see now, so... I bet it's just Tom Hardy being fucking weird and jumping in lobster tanks and shit. For no Listen, reason. When they described that lobster tank, I was thinking like a half room sized lobster tank, not just sitting in it like a bath. <laughs> Somebody did a bad job of. Ugh. So much of this movie works well on such a ridiculous level, and I love it for it. This movie has no reason to be as fun as it was, but I'm glad it was. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the main. The main. <laughs> It doesn't make any sense. So, like, <laughs> Venom bonds with Eddie, and he's all like, we need to go to the Life Foundation, get a spaceship, and I'm going to go back, I'm going to get my people, and we're going to come back and kill everything. And then, like, ten minutes later, he's just like, well, that's what Riot wants to do, and I'm a loser, so let's stop him instead. I like this world. I'm like, what is going on? This is the I love quick- it, no, it's because he was like, oh, yeah, I fucking hate all those people, so let's not fucking get any more of them. Oh, and <sighs> there's also the scene where, you know, the symbiote and Eddie make out because <laughs> that happened. 
Uh, something else. I, I also love the fact that Riot has this whole arsenal of weapons at his disposal, but Venom literally does the same thing, but he can't form a knife with his hand. I don't understand. Or, you know, that. the part where he's just like, we got to be careful with this Riot guy. He's got things, he's got sh- never seen. He makes an axe. You're like, what are you talking about? Uh, he did a porcupine back. <laughs> I love it also that he's like, let's not just wait for him to get into the spaceship and blow that shit up. Let's try taking him on head on. Uh, it's so ridiculous and so lovely. So, yeah, I mean, in the end, it basically does come down to, uh, you know, Venom is a terrible loser, and he's like, "But I'm pretty kick ass down here on Earth. So let's kill the symbiotes." And <laughs> yeah, he, he, I'm a I'm an awful alien. Like I'm no good at my moderate alien race form, but here on Earth, I'm pretty much a god. So I'll stick with this. <laughs> this seems to work. It's so weird. So, you know, instead of all the back lore, you know, from the comics of him and Eddie Bond because of the mutual hatred for Spider-Man, now it's just like, we're both losers, so let's rule. Yeah, this is cool. So weird. <laughs> and I love it. And I love it. <laughs> <coughs> you the get, only uh, thing I hate about that get... movie is that stupid turn of the wind line. Like, other than that, I just had so much fun with this movie. I mean, there's a scene where an alien parasite is giving Eddie Brock love advice. (laughs) (laughs) Also, that last scene where he's like, she doesn't know yet, but we're going to get back together with her. It's like, it's not very appropriate, but you know what? I'll see you set up too, I guess. So. Oh. So, so how excited are you uh, with that, uh, the teaser at the end? Oh my god. I was like, I was so disappointed we didn't get Carnage for this movie, and then they gave it to the post credit scene. I was like, oh yeah, Carnage's coming. <laughs> With that terrible fucking wig. <laughs> I was like, why did they get Carrot Top? Oh, that's Woody Harrelson. <laughs> this movie is so ridiculous. I think... We have the same feeling for it we had from Power Rangers. Like, we went in expecting very little. And it just gave it us gave so much you. to laugh at. But it gave you very little. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. But, like, w- w- the extended chase sequence where he's just like, we need to take him in. What do we got? Oh, we got these exploding drones. Because what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, because that's what you do. Just reckless like, abandonment of drone just destroying shit everywhere. Oh my god, it's so weird. <laughs> but, how did you like the second post-credit scene? Oh, um, I left because I knew it was a Spider-Verse trailer. Oh, okay. So I didn't, and I was like, as soon as the credit, or I checked after the credit scene to see if there was more post-credit scenes. And they're like, yeah, wait around for the second one. I was like, oh, well, okay. And they did the same thing uh, Kong did, where, like, right before the trailer, it's like, thanks for uh, Into the Spider-Verse theme. I was like, I didn't hear that anywhere. And then it cuts into the trailer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm for Into the the Spider-Verse now. Um, Did, like, I don't like the art style, I don't think. I really, I really love it. 
I really love it. So, so we'll good. see. I'm sure we'll see it. Because whatever. But <laughs> but yeah, I knew it was just a scene for that, so I just bailed. Okay, right on. Yeah, I, I haven't seen the trailer. or I've only seen the first trailer, but I think this was probably the first, I don't know, five minutes or so. Um, and, uh, Anti-Venom is the one that's the flip of Venom, right? He's white with the black he's, spider. Yeah, and he's also Eddie Rock. Yep. <laughs> so I believe he was in the Spider-Verse where he's wearing a, a fucking fedora and uh, trench coat chasing down What is he fucking Bane from Batman and Robin? I don't know, but I'm excited about him in the Spider-Verse for sure. Uh, you just have Miles dragging Peter Parker's body all over the town. It's ridiculous. Fair. Um, Fair so I think we're two months out from that. Isn't that about Christmas? Yeah, it's in December somewhere. So then, going from that to A Star is Born, how did you like that? Well, how do you think I liked it? Because I know what your reaction was because you posted it all over social I know, media. I couldn't help myself. I really loved it. I, I think I think you're all right with the movie. I don't think it it was yeah. exciting as it was for me. Hmm. Hmm. It's interesting. No, you really loved it, didn't you? I fucking loved the first half, and I fucking hate the second <laughs> half. See, that's where I was. Um. Yeah, it got halfway through, and I was like, I'm really looking forward to seeing this movie again. And then that second half hit, and I was like, this is, a lot to, this is a lot to take in. <laughs> or, like, pretty much, like, through... It has that amazing, like, the you know, like, that before sunset like meet cute and then spending the whole night together and it builds to that tremendous scene where like he gets her on stage for the first time Mm -hmm. and then into the montage of them performing fucking great yeah then the movie can end because after that it's just a bunch of horse shit and it's dumb and i hate it all no way it's so good uh no it's not it's so bad like fucking Sam Elliott, like, walking his fucking earpieces down. He's like, you gotta fucking use this shit. It's this point where the singer is losing his... The one thing that makes him great, and then he's being overshadowed by something... Somebody he wants to succeed. So it's this tug and pull. And what ultimately ultimately leads to... Uh, sacrificing everything for her, literally. So, no, no, that's such a bullshit answer. No, Why's fuck that? that. Why is that? <laughs> There's a million ways that he, he, one, he didn't sacrifice anything. He fucking killed himself because a manager was mean sure. to him. Sure. Like, fuck, fuck that. No, <clears throat> excuse me. It's so, so dumb for him to be like. The day I she's like I just got a re- I just got out of rehab. My life's coming around. We're gonna do this, and he's all like, "No, I'm not good for her. I need to go fucking hang yeah, myself." You, no, it's it's such horseshit. No way. I think it's it's the Romeo and Juliet mindset where he believes in this thing so much. Like he tells her, 
count a couple times during the movie that she has to give it her all or nobody's going to listen. And if anything's standing in its way to make sure it's getting out of its way, and he believes in that so much that, I mean, yeah, it really sucks that he takes his own life for bullshit reason because the manager said that she wasn't going to go anywhere with him. And it's, it's that same problem I had with Darkest Minds, but I think this this did it better because there was no going back on that decision. Whereas Darkest Minds, she just, she just erased him from her his memory and just got out of his life. No, it doesn't work. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, especially in that back half where, like, one, he's just... The movie doesn't work if it narratively it doesn't give enough to what ultimately gets us to the end um you know it's it's all hand wavy in the middle where all of a sudden she gives up all of her great songwriting abilities to write a song about ass and jeans for some reason that you don't see the character ever doing um but it it also just kind of like shits all over pop music in a very derogatory way, you know, which is ridiculous because it's not like the music that Jackson Maine was fucking, you know, was so great, yeah. you know, like. But it's also but him like being his, like his music was foreshadowing his demise though the whole way through. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that like he has the right to stand above her and be like. You're doing horseshit. You need to be no, better no, no, than no. this. It's a man. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. And then for him to get her to come back to where he thinks she needs to be by killing himself yeah. is just inert. I think. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with you, but I don't know. It's it's that it's stupid. I'm going to tell you that's flat out. I agree with your position, but it's that stupid Romeo and Juliet mentality I have in my mind that why it works for me. And why I like... Well, I'm glad it works. It obviously works for me. And like, um, that's why it's... I'm fighting with this in Infinity War (coughs) because it's something... It leads to a decision that's so not necessary but the main character goes through with it and that storytelling like you just don't see things taking risks like that nowadays and I'm just dude like is it taking a risk this is the fourth time that movie has been made and they all I know you knew that I was definitely gonna bring that up I and it they all end with him killing himself, so... Uh, I hadn't known that. Um, when I got out of the theater, there was a group of uh, old ladies that had gone to see it as well, and they were talking about the Gloria Stefan 70s version. And then I looked it up later, I was like, this fucking movie's been remade four times, that's ridiculous. So, I'm intrigued to find out if it's the music of the time or if these songs are the songs that have stuck with each, each uh, remake as well. 
No, it's music of the time. The Shallow was not written back in the 70s. I figured not. The um, I started to look but, uh, when um, Lady Gaga actually pushed for them to actually sing the song so it wasn't so it didn't look like they were lip singing, which I appreciate, but I don't know. I just really enjoyed the movie. That's fine. Like I enjoyed the first half, yeah. but then I feel like it just doesn't it gets all hand wavy in the middle part, I think. Yeah. You know, like you never believably see Jackson's star coming down, right? Mm-hmm. Like he he's playing to these huge festivals these huge arenas, and then all of a sudden he's just playing at like an AAR, AARP pharmaceutical meeting. I think it, just, it doesn't make any sense. I think it just feels anywhere. like it's going that way because, I mean, he's losing his hearing, so he's not going to be able to perform for much longer. Um, I think when the, the ball drops in, he does get put on the back burner for this new and up-and-comer. Like, it's like that scene from um, fuck, what is it? Rockstar with Wahlberg. And it's, it's kind you of, think I saw that one? Oh my god, have you not? The rock stars no. so good. I love that fucking thing. But it's basically uh, a new and up-and-comer singer replaces this singer in this band, like Kiss, and like tours with them until he's eventually replaced as well, and then he goes and finds his own path. So I really enjoyed the story for that side aspect as well, because it it's kind of like a reimagining of that story just told through a different lens. So I don't know. I think Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper worked incredibly well. I loved all the storytelling details that were spring, like given throughout the movie, not just given it and then moved on to the next part of the story. <clears throat> and like Sam Elliott did an incredible job. Did you ever see the hero from last year? No. You think I saw that shit? Come on now. <laughs> so he was good in that, but it felt very phoned in. Where this one, he actually felt like a, he gave a shit and gave a good, great, important, important role, especially with that last uh, monologue he had with uh, Gaga. So, I don't know. The fucking dog sitting outside the goddamn door was heartbreaking, though. Ugh. The whole ending is just heartbreaking. Come on. Uh, no. Come on. No. Give, no. Give, like, it, it, no, it emotionally got to me. Like I said, it has that great scene mm-hmm. 40 minutes in where he gets her on stage and it shows them. And, like, that got to me. That moved yeah. me. I had a little tears. Yeah. But then after that, I was nothing. After that, I was just like, oh, cool. Uh, when he Whatever. was in rehab and then they had told about his attempt with the ceiling fan. I was like, why would they? And then it got to the point where he was getting out of rehab. I was like, God damn it. Please don't do that. Please. Please. And then like the last 10, 15 minutes, I was like, don't come on. Just don't, let's not do that. Let's just walk away. But yeah. And then that happened. And I was like, fuck, fuck. (laughs) So. Okay. So yeah, my, my closing remarks is I think when it focuses on Cooper and Gaga together, it's great. And I think that's the movie they should have made mm-hmm. instead of doing a Star is Born remake where they have to throw in the whole pitfalls of celebrity and the rise and fall and fame. Because and, yeah. that stuff just doesn't work yeah. for me. 
Yeah, I can see this as a shorter version. I mean, if they would have even split it into two different things. Because, like, as soon as he, he gave the story in rehab, and, like, and then you think that all the things he's taught her um, coming up, and then the title of the movie is The Star is Born, is like, how is he going to disconnect? And it's like, God damn it, when that realization hit. Um, but, yeah, I think... This could be done better. I, I'm sure um, lending towards the remakes. Um, I don't know. It, like I said, it's it's my stupid Romeo and Juliet mentality that works for me. So. Well, you need to fucking grow up. <laughs> Romeo and Juliet were fucking... No, I understand. That's an awful story to attach myself to. But I grew up hearing it over and over and over and like in the end like killing yourself is never going to make someone love you more it's a terrible thing to put them through and you shouldn't do it stop Uh, so those are the movies like like it's so dumb like he's like i'm so worried about ruining her career i better go fucking kill myself like what if that had destroyed her Uh, i also have that same like how could somebody go on singing those songs that meant so much to her and it's like everything about that aspect just crushes me and it's like there's no way somebody would be able to come back from that and she's just gonna go back to the life that she did have but uh, it sucks Uh, what also surprised me was fucking Andrew Dice Clay (laughs) when he fucking showed up I was like oh shit this is a nice man, and he's actually in a respectable role. He's not just fucking shoving people out of the way, but uh, yeah, I love so much works for me, so. Mm. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone who's saying it's the best movie of the year, like my co-hosts, <laughs> need to fucking put it, they need to put it back in their pants. It's not. It's fine, but. Listen. I don't know. I kind of want to see one of the old remakes just to, just because I want to see it with different music, I guess. Um, yeah. But I don't know. I, it's odd for a movie to take like this uh, unattempted, like, I <sighs> making such a spectacle out of suicide, I guess. Um, obviously, like with Thanos and shit, like it's such a untraveled path that it's like to, for a um, production company or studio to take that risk nowadays. It's just it's just wild to me, and I give them a little extra credit for that. Because um, I mean, it could have ended with them ha- enjoying their life midlife midway through and just just playing on stage every night and just enjoying life because I mean that was a really great part of it especially I wish they would have explored that more especially when his brother was like yeah he's he hasn't played for that in years and it would have been great to see like um, flashbacks of him just playing shitty bars and just not in love with it and just the life that he had she had brought into his life and I think that would have been an awesome movie but also 
thinking about it related to this movie, I also like, so I don't know. I'm glad we have this shitty one so I can imagine better outcomes for these characters. So, I don't know. That's all I got. Yeah. (laughs) So what are we watching for next week? Uh, Next week we have Bad Times at the El Royale. Shit. Um, yeah, uh, First Man, Damien Chazelle's new movie. Nice. Uh, are um, you going to? Do you go to Flix, uh, Flix Brewhouse for any movies? I've been there once. I'm not a fan of it. Oh, I was gonna say. I just saw them post that they were having uh, old-fashioned glasses free giveaways for uh, checking out, but Royale there. So. Oh. Um. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm not a fan of the whole like. There's a little light under your seat. You waitresses come up in front of you and take orders and walk through the aisles and shit. I'm not a fan of that. Yeah, that's definitely not my, not my, uh, flavor either. So that makes sense. Um, but uh, yeah, the one time I went there, it was for Suicide Squad too. That was really cool. <laughs> See, it all comes full circle. <laughs> but. Uh, but yeah, so uh, El Royale, First Man. Um, we have uh, second half of Hannibal. We have that one show on Netflix, Hill House, Haunted Haunted Haunted, haunted House. Is that out now? <sighs> That's it's this weekend, and then uh, Apostle, the the director of Raid's new movies on Netflix this weekend too. Yeah. That works. Um, so then uh, next week is Daredevil, right? Yeah, the 19th. Sabrina's the week after that. Yes, it is. Whew. Woof. It's going to be a lot to get through <laughs> so, all <of> October. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm, we'll, we'll see Friday. I honestly don't know how many episodes Hill House is okay. or House on whatever they call it. I think it's called Haunting at House Hill or Hill House yeah, or something. Some, it's some ridiculously long, stupid title. So, yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> we'll see how many we have to watch because I'm not sure if it's like six episodes or if it's 12 episodes or what it is. So. Right on, right on. All right, so that's the show. Uh, we'll catch you all next week for that sweet, sweet lineup of shows. And definitely go watch Hannibal. Watch Hannibal and tell us about it and talk to us about it because it's fucking fantastic. I would say go watch Venom, but I don't think it needs any money. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure Venom's doing all right. So, yeah, we'll catch you next week. And also, I would. <laughs> Peace. Yeah, next week. Pineapple, all that good Pineapple. stuff. Pineapple. Later.